Welcome to Sasquatch Ate My Baby. I'm Kate. That's Dave. Hi, friends. And the soup of the day is placenta soup. Yeah, you make soup out of placenta. Yeah. That's the recipe. And we've got special guests in the studio. Their very first time appearance. Do you want to introduce oh, you want me to do it? <laughs> I would hope that you would. All right, well, we got Gizmo, <laughs> which is Lauren, a.k.a. Lauren, and Jordan the Bull. Say hi, guys. Oh, of course, he's the one. <laughs> no. They're not making any sounds. <laughs> oh, Courtney's here, too, but she doesn't have a mic. Want to say something? So That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been on a little bit of a break. The last episode came out December 15th. It yeah. dropped. I looked at it today. Yeah. So Dave, why don't you catch us up as to why we might have been on a bit of a hiatus? Well, four days after that day, <laughs> Courtney woke me up at 5.30 in the morning. I should probably just get Courtney to tell this. No? All right. I mean, you are their father. You should know this story. I do. <laughs> but she yes. she lived it. <laughs> I'll do it. It's fine. All right. So Courtney went into labor. Well, we didn't know that. We just, she woke up me up at 530. She had some pain and she pissed the bed, it seemed. A little bit. It Not seemed. much, though. And uh, so she's like, we got to go to the hospital. And all I'm thinking is. All right, we'll go to the hospital and we'll be back home in a couple hours because she's hypochondriac. You thought the same thing. Yeah. Hypochondriac. <laughs> you called a pregnant woman a hypochondriac. Do you know how many times we went to the hospital for no reason? It's better. Yeah, it was okay, a fair enough. high risk pregnancy. There's uh, two of them in there. All right, fine. <laughs> I definitely thought we were going to come home. Okay. That was December 19th. Uh, we go to the hospital. You called your midwife. We went to the hospital. We get into a bed. You start screaming in pain because her she has contractions and she's in labor. And then they get this trainee. What do they call a trainee doctor? Oh, yeah, they got this trainee. <laughs> like a trainee doctor. <laughs> this trainee doctor and the real doctor, and uh, he sticks his his fist in her. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. All right. He sticks. A speculum. <laughs> we spectate that it is a speculum. And uh, it's in between contractions. They're trying to do it, but really they're just doing it during the contractions, which makes it way worse. She screamed and cried. It was horrific. Um, and then one nurse tried to tell her to calm down, and she snapped at her. Calm down. <laughs> she just tried to, like, calm her down. I think she might have said, you have to calm down. If it makes you feel any better, my mom, her, a nurse said something like that to my mom, and my mom kicked her in the face. <laughs> I can't hear you through the headphones anymore. Oh, why? Okay. Let's adjust. All right, so, that, like, you're going into labor, but we're going to try and stop it. All the doctors were like, oh, it's, you're going to be fine, but she was ripped open. Like, her, her sack was popped. A balloon. <laughs> yeah. Don't just tell our <laughs> listeners that Courtney just got ripped open. And that is my daughter. <laughs> you may have to lower Please the spike. 
I'll finish telling the story because you fucking suck at it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm going to leave out my butt. <laughs> yeah, the thing that stopped labor was a suppository. <laughs> Thanks for that. Anyway. But Courtney, don't forget to leave out your butt. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, we mentioned the suppository. Thank you again for that. Um, yeah, contractions were brutal. They were very painful, as anybody who's had a baby knows. Um uh, yeah, basically, so they're not allowed to, or not all, they're not really prepared to take a baby under 32 weeks at the Nanaimo Hospital. So they shipped us down to Victoria. At that point, my contractions were like two minutes apart, and it was excruciating. It was brutal. But then by the time I got to Victoria, they were like more like 10 minutes apart because the, uh, the suppository was working. You're welcome, Dave. Butt stuff, <laughs> Dave, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they gave me a shot of morphine, and all was well. <laughs> I'm a big fan of morphine. I think if I didn't like having a house and food and, you know, things I can pay for, a job and stuff, um, I think I would probably be a heroin addict because, you know, morphine, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we were in antepartum for six days. Oh, Dave needs to tell the story. Okay. <laughs> I had to run home and I was panicking because my wife... I mean, she's not really my wife, but you know what I mean. Fiance? Yeah. Yeah. She went into <laughs> the labor. The woman you're betrothed to. <laughs> but really, we're married. Um, she, so I was freaking out trying to grab all the stuff that I needed. And uh, yeah, that was I forgot a bunch of things. But I, I got some. I rushed <laughs> to the hospital. Had to call everybody I know. Me and my dad, my mom, and my work. And we lived there for six days. And Courtney was... Yeah, like crippled a bit. Couldn't walk all that well. Yeah, but it was it wasn't fine, right? You're so cute. Um, what else happened? All right, so Christmas Day, my mom, her husband, my sister, and her boyfriend or fiance, I guess. They are also betrothed. <laughs> yes. They came to the hospital because we were in the hospital on Christmas and we had lunch in the cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, oh, what are you doing? This is way harder than it normally is to do a podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, then Courtney was feeling weird all day. Hold on. Talk, Kate. Sasquatch won't eat these babies. <laughs> <laughs> They're just little babies. It'll Dave can edit it. It's fine. We're back and Jordan's on the air now. <laughs> Hold on. Alright, so we get back upstairs from lunch charcuteries and uh courtney's starting to feel some little contractions so we call the nurse in and they hook her up to a machine and uh they say oh you're having contractions so they call the doctor in and the doctor shoved her hand up up her up courtney <laughs> you make it sound so eloquent okay they and checked so, her, her so magical what is it called when they're her when dilation dilation <laughs> She was 10 centimeters dilated, 
which was like, holy shit, how did that happen? Because we didn't know she was in labor for a half an hour before that. So, like, we're going to get you into the OR because there was twins. And just in case you got cut open and have a C-section, you got to be ready. <laughs> so, childbirth is a magical time, guys. But if you want to know the reality, how brutal it actually is, have Dave narrate your childbirth. Why, why would I sugarcoat it? <laughs> You have to go into the OR when you have twins because you might need a C-section emergency one. Um, if you guys have birth videos out there and you're looking for a narration, Dave is <laughs> taking uh, jobs. <laughs> yeah, I'll take job offers. Uh, so they rush Courtney in. Uh, I get rushed away to go get changed into scrubs, basically, and a little hat that covers my beard. It was, it was pretty fun. I still have it somewhere around here. And you'll have that beard hat forever. Oh, well, it's really cool. And uh, so I text my mom on my way to get changed, and I put my phone down somewhere. And my mom had texted me back, no, oh, shit, can you turn that back on? Mm-hmm. Thank you. My mom texted back, but I didn't see it, that uh, she didn't believe me because I would have called. But then I called her back for the 10 seconds I had before I had to go into the OR and told her that it was happening. And then if you want to be here, you should probably drive back here. So they did. And she called my dad and my sister, everybody. So we go into the room. Courtney's laying there. Uh, yeah, may, I think you were okay at that point. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Which one did you prefer? <laughs> yeah, she had to get, uh, what's it called? The spinal tap? Uh, An epidural. And uh, she was very afraid of that, understandably, because they shove a needle into your spine. Uh, so that was intense. And then she laid down. The contractions were going. And she had to push on contractions. So that happened for a while. Not very long. Uh, at one point, one of the nurses says, you got to give it a little more. And Courtney said, I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. Exactly. <laughs> Just like Scotty. Scotty from Star Trek. The room erupted into laughter. It was awesome. Nobody, nobody does that. <laughs> As you're in the middle of a push, too. She's broke. It was awesome. And then Jordan, I watched Jordan crown, but I didn't watch him come out. I went back to Courtney to help her out. Because you're like, no, I don't need to see that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It didn't bother me. I just, she needed me more than me she looking did. at him. And uh, then he came out at what time? 4.56. Came out at 4.56, and then it was Lauren's turn. And they had to pop her placenta, which was super funny. Oh, her sack, sorry. Right, her sack. And then it blooshed all over to the floor, and it was awesome. And then a few minutes later after that, it was at, what, 508? 5.08. 5.08. 5.08, I watched her come out, and that was pretty cool. It was fascinating. At one point, when Jordan, when they were taking Jordan over to the table, I said, look at his tiny butt. <laughs> it's still a tiny butt. Yes. Uh, and then she was three six, and he was three eight. Oh yeah, that's right. He's bigger now. 
She was three eight. He's three six. And yeah, she had lung problems and had to go on a CPAP just like her dad. Mm. And yeah, that's how they were born. And then we lived in a hospital and at Janice Place, which is pretty awesome for a long time. And they stayed in the hospital until what day? January 3rd in the Victoria Hospital. And they got out of Nanaimo Hospital. February 5th out of the Nanaimo Hospital and now keeping us up every night since. We were in the hospital for six weeks exactly, almost to the hour. Six weeks almost to the hour. And they, yeah, they like to not sleep. They like to eat. They like to shit. And that is what babies do. And that brings us to the return of Sasquatch Ate My Baby. <laughs> yep. And it's the perfect day because we just spent the first night away from home at my mom's house, at your grandma's house. And she took care of them all night and we slept for nine and a half hours. Now, did you plan that out or was it just like a happy coincidence? Plan. Yeah, she, <laughs> I'm not sure what your question means. No, like plan to get nine hours sleep before our first episode. Oh no, that just happened. <laughs> that was just luck. You're like, you know what? If like if we do, if she offers, and we just say yes, and then I like make the podcast the next day, it's a good chance I'm gonna have some sleep. No, yeah, just a coincidence. <laughs> it worked great, and you met your aunts and uncles, and your great aunts and uncles, I guess. And now you met your aunt Kate again. Yeah. You guys, you came to the hospital. Yeah, we've met a few times. And yeah. It's the first time I've gotten to hold them, though, because they were too little when I was there. Are they still in their incubators? Yeah. And then I, I came the next day. <laughs> you came two days in a row? No, I came on the 26th or the 27th. Oh, after they were born. Yeah. Right. And then I've only seen them in their car seats since then, just in passing. Oh, yeah. Did you not come to the Nanaimo Hospital? No, I didn't. I remember I was going to come one day and I came for a beer, but then I had to go get dog food. Oh, that's right. Because I had to be somewhere at four or like an hour later. Right. And yeah, twins is really hard work. If you have one child and you try and give me advice on them, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> because you get to sleep. You don't get to sleep with two kids. I think they're very cute, but I think I'd be happy with just one. <laughs> I'm very happy with both of them, but they are very inconvenient. It's just like Al Gore said. <laughs> they are the inconvenient truths. <laughs> yes. And I can see it in his eyes when they're open that he's definitely going to end the world. Really? Mm -hmm. He's the devil. The devil. But I like him. <laughs> so that answers the question. If you had a chance to go back and kill baby Hitler, you wouldn't. He was probably Are you asking cute. me if I want to kill my child? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle of the night, I just want to put them outside. <laughs> but so, I never would because I love them. So I have a friend um, when her daughter's grown now, but when her daughter was about three or four, she was being really bad and she was at her wit's end. And she literally just picked her up and put her outside the front door and closed it. I imagine doing that. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And she just stopped crying. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they're really frustrating until they like open their eyes and make a fun sound. And then it's like, oh yeah, you're super cute and I love you. But a lot of the time, mostly just in the middle of the night when you haven't slept at all, it's like, why the fuck won't you just sleep? Stop eating. Sleep. But look at him. He's adorable. And she's squeaking. That's the sound I wanted to get on air. No, instead you got the the wild banshee noises. Welcome to our baby ASMR podcast. No, no more squeaks. As soon as we move the mic, you're going to squeak again. That's why we call her Gizmo. <laughs> but but Gizmo's more squeaky. If when Gizmo like gets turned into an evil gremlin, then yeah, like that. That's evil gremlin. <laughs> Speaking of older movies, mm-hmm. have you watched the new trailer for the new Candyman movie? No. What about it? Tell me about it. Uh, well, it's the baby from the first one, all grown up, I guess. So it's a sequel, it's not a remake? Yeah, and Jordan Peele does it. Oh, yeah, I knew that he was doing yeah. it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, what? So now I'm like on a Candyman kick. Like, I really, really want to rewatch them. That movie scared me more than any horror movie as a child. Because the bees in the mouth? Maybe. Yeah. Might have just been the age at the time I was watching it. It was <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like fully... I, like, I remember scenes in my head. But I don't remember the entire yeah, me movie, either. and I think it's a combination of all three movies. Because there's no way I've seen it since like maybe 2003, right? And so I was trying to explain because Kyle's never seen it. I was trying to explain the plot to him, and all I could be like, "It's like a black man, and there's some injustice, injustice, and he's got bees in his mouth." <laughs> like, and if you say Candyman in the mirror, yeah, I was like, it's, "Oh no!" I was, I was like, "It's like Bloody Mary, but with an injustice." <laughs> Towards black men and bees in his mouth. That was the exact. I remember he had the big uh, hook gaff thing, mm-hmm. and at one point I remember him slitting a woman's throat that looked extremely real. It might not now that I, if I <laughs> yeah. go back and look at it, but I remember him slitting her throat and then tipping her head back, and it just opened up, mm-hmm. opened up her throat, and it was fucking intense. That's crazy. All right, so what are we talking about today? Ghosts and babies. And babies. <laughs> uh, one thing I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. When is it appropriate for your kids to start watching Tarantino movies? Um, I think it's really up to you. You don't want to leave it up to me. So, <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm a great example because my parents wa- let me watch some like pretty screwed up stuff pretty young. Maybe not my mom, but I was under the age of six when I saw... Um, Chucky and Critters and then I remember living with my dad like around 7, 8-ish and like watching like Predator and like maybe even Pulp Fiction because the only movies we had at my dad's house were in a trunk that my uncle had and they were all like adult dude movies right (laughs) well my kids have I mean, they can't really process anything, but they've watched Django Unchained and Glorious Bastards so far. Mm-hmm. And while they were in the hospital, I gave them scene for scene. I ex- told him the story of Pulp Fiction scene for scene. 
Because <laughs> I had to tell them a story. You know it scene for scene. Pretty well, yeah. Hmm. All right. I threw in some quotes and stuff. I got Courtney to do a lot of the quotes because she's good with voices. <laughs> but anyway, we're here to talk about ghosts as well. So let's do it. I did no research. I did a little bit of research, but I think I should start by telling you about the new ghost activity. So you don't want to save that? No. You want to go into it? You've been very excited for a long time. Yes, because I've been like keeping this under wraps since like the beginning of February. (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) And it is now March 1st in our podcasting time. Yes, it is. (laughs) So... Um, so we've talked about my parents' house being haunted before, and I was actually talking to my mom about it. You guys can go back to the previous episode, mm-hmm. probably titled Ghosts, First Ten. The, the first ten episodes? Yeah, to hear the original, like, hauntings of Oh, yeah, house. probably. Um, it's probably not titled Ghosts, though. <laughs> it's titled Ghosts. <laughs> we've, we've got a lot of weird episode titles. Yeah. I don't think any of them are ghosts. True. The quick recap is my parents' house is haunted. Um, the ghost has moved a can opener. It has turned on a hairdryer. It has turned on a power tool. It has pushed my dad outside of a door and slammed the door behind it. It has rattled and bent a bunch of my coat hangers. And appeared as a light shadow in a picture. There you go. So I think it was like February 6th. My mom was... We have to plug in the computer. Please hold. Technical difficulties. You want to do it? I don't have a... So March 6th. Yes. My mom is home alone. Not home alone. My dad's probably sleeping. The dogs are um, nearby upstairs. And she hears a noise and she jumps up and she runs like from the basement and she runs to, they have a security system. Closer into the mic, into your face. Yes. Is this better? Because you're holding it like this and you're not speaking into it. Right. Like this. So she runs and checks out their security system because they have three cameras outside and they have a fourth camera that they've put in their basement to cover the whole area so she can watch the dogs and see when they've pooped in their litter box because the dogs like to go down there because the fireplace is down there. That's cool. I don't know dogs pooped in litter boxes. Just our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, so Millie is with her upstairs. Sylvester's with was on with her on the couch, and she can see Millie like in the thing. So she brings the video back, and Millie's actually down there, and she's um, sitting beside the fireplace. And then all of a sudden, her head pops up, and she looks, and she starts running around the the basement. Looking for something. Millie does. Yes. So she's right. a minpin. When Millie's mad at something, she kicks her hind feet and goes, poof, poof, <laughs> and then all of a sudden she stops and does that. And then she runs up the stairs and goes upstairs. And then about 20 seconds pass. And then I'll show you the video. I'm very excited. Okay. So we're going to pause this so I can show in the video. All right. You don't want to do it on air. Uh, well, I guess, yeah. You might as well. Well, maybe not, because we're just going to be sitting here silently. We'll I be right back after these messages. Yeah. So then a ball, after about 20 seconds of the dog going upstairs, rolls out from underneath the couch across the floor of the room and stops in the middle of the room. It's definitely super, super weird. Mm-hmm. And are you sure that the dog didn't go under the couch? She won't fit under the couch. Hmm. So how did the ball get out there? Was there rats? 
no and that's the thing is i thought it was a rat like when she sent me the video originally i was like mom you have mice <laughs> yeah and then she was like no no no. and she went downstairs and took a picture of the ball in the middle of the room what does that prove that it was the ball <laughs> not a rat. i'm not saying that the ball was a rat. i'm saying the rat pushed the ball i don't think it would be a rat it's a cement basement floor Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it was a rat. It's definitely weird. Yeah. And last time I was there, we went and I was like, well, maybe like it fell down the stairs and yeah, then I thought that too. bounced off the wall and went under the couch. But every time we did that, like to try and recreate it, you could see the ball where it, like the angle it would have gone in right. under the couch in order to come out at that angle. Hmm. So. Well, more ghost evidence at mm-hmm. the Fothergill residence. So I will post that on our. Sasquatch Ate My Baby Instagram, where you can follow yeah. us, along with Sas yeah. Ate My Baby at Twitter. <laughs> at Twitter. <laughs> what else do we got? Uh, Facebook. Right, Sasquatch Ate My Baby. Yep. You can email us with your ghost stories at sasquatchatemybaby at gmail.com. You can email Dave because my phone logged out of it and I forgot our password. I might be in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to get a new No, email. I think I got it on my computer because okay. I remember opening it to do something. Okay. I think I had to reset the password for uh, our uploading site because I couldn't remember it. Okay. <laughs> We're, it's been a while. And that's okay. And that is okay. Yeah, so thoughts? I, mean, I don't concerned? know. You you built it up so much I was expecting more than a ball, to be honest. I was expecting like a shadowy figure to cross the room. <sighs> Fine. I'm sure something else will happen. <laughs> but this is like our first haunting in like 15 years. All right. I think physically moving a ball and spooking a dog. It's pretty good. Yeah. But the way you built it up, I assumed I was going to see a ghost. No. You built it up pretty hard. I did build it up pretty hard. <laughs> but everyone else has had way more spooky like reactions than you. So maybe it's you that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Could be me. I'm a very practical human being now. I have children. That's true. Look at him. He's so cute. Look at his tiny feet. And tiny hands and tiny nose. Adorable. What would you have done if they came out ugly? Uh, I would have put them outside. <laughs> good boy. You did such a Hold good on, job. Buddy. I wouldn't actually put you outside. <laughs> He's like genuinely offended. So I only did like one short research for us. And I thought I would do something topical with the coronavirus being an issue right now. Um, which by the way, everyone's freaking out. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go give him to his mom and she can take care of both of them in the other room. <laughs> so cute. All right, so you have a uh, a story for us. I do. About the coronavirus. No, not the coronavirus. But I was thinking about the last time. That, well, not the last time, but one of the last uh, big epidemics that we've ever had. The Spanish flu. <laughs> the Spanish flu was the last one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, I think pe- that's like the level that people are thinking the coronavirus is going to become. Do they think that about the bird flu and the swine flu and yeah. H1N1, which I think is the swine flu? H1, yeah, and um, Spanish flu is H1N1 as well. Is that right? Yeah. All right, you're going to go see your mom. 
We're back. We're back. You might hear some background noise. Yeah, that's, then that's okay. It is okay. Because babies cry. You better get used to it because I have babies. <laughs> um, hmm. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So, did you see all those pictures of Costco this weekend of people, like, freaking out? No, I haven't really looked at anything. social media. So, like, there was one video from Washington of, like, the street being backed up past lights, people trying to get into Costco. And then there was pictures of our Costco of, like, how long the lineups just were based off of people freaking out and, like, stocking up on canned food and stuff. I don't mean, I get that Costco's, like, you can buy in bulk, but everybody has to start realizing that when shit goes down, everybody's going to Costco. Yeah. And everybody in one spot is not good for a virus. No. <laughs> You're just spreading it to everyone. Um, I told Kyle, because, like, we didn't really have any, like, stocked food in the house. Like, we mostly buy... Fresh food. Yeah, what we need, like, when. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, well, we should get some stuff. And I was like, the only way we're doing it is if it's stuff that I'm going to cook with. <laughs> so I got, like, stuff to make enchilada. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm just not gonna have something sit in my house and not get used for yeah two three years until it's back. <laughs> yeah, taking up precious cupboard space. Yeah. <laughs> so, if anyone wants enchiladas in the apocalypse, come on <laughs> over. You're covering us. <laughs> well, we have uh, a supply of frozen breast milk. If anybody's <laughs> worried about that. I've heard in the apocalypse that shit is like gold. <laughs> It's full of vitamins. I mean, there's no coffee creamer at that time, so, like, people really need it. <laughs> in reality, if you needed, like, if you had to supplement your diet, yeah. and because you, you didn't, you need vitamins and shit. Yeah. There you go. Breast milk. <laughs> I've had lots of it over the past couple of months. And what does it taste like, Dave? Cereal milk. Cereal milk. Like, so, like, <laughs> the milk that you've already put over your Fruit Loops, but then the Yeah, it's like, it's sh- sweet milk. Yeah. Frozen milk, though very bitter not good once it's thawed out interesting gross so sorry guys can the babies tell the the difference we yes they can (laughs) you gotta like cut it with mostly fresh a little bit of frozen all right so the year is 1918 (laughs) the spanish influenza influenza (laughs) influenza Influenza has broken out. It's influenza is the Spanish <laughs> word for influenza. Yeah. <laughs> has broken out. Um, it was an H1N1 virus that killed an estimate over more of over more than 40 million people, possibly close to 100 million worldwide. That's like way more than 40. Yeah. And I was like, thanks, Wikipedia, for not being specific. <laughs> <laughs> it said 40 or 50 million, possibly close to 100 on there. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, it infected people even on the Pacific Islands, which are like super isolated, and the Arctic. Is that like uh, like Tahiti and shit? Mm-hmm. Fiji? Yeah. Those like those islands? The ones that are really hard to get in that pandemic game. <laughs> in what? Pandemic game. I never played it. You've never played it? Or maybe it's... No, it's Plague Inc., Never played that either. Really? Oh, it's like a dollar. Should I look it up? Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you always have to start in China, though. That's how you get the whole world. <laughs> that makes sense. Do they have the most people. Yeah. <laughs> so are you saying we're all going to die if you have to start in China because just, that's where Corona started? I have a feeling that someone is just playing a simulation of that game. <laughs> and we're in it. Yeah. 
they're like I it's just like got, war games i got bored of the game like, <laughs> <laughs> just so like war games and from the 80s that, yeah that show um in the united states alone it killed around six hundred and seventy-five thousand people and that was in 1918 mm-hmm. what was the population of america at the time no clue but it seems like it a lot of people um, although its exact geographic origins are not known because it was wartime, there was a lot of censorship in papers. So um, the reports of Germany, UK, France, and the US um, were limited around the illness. However, because Spain was neutral, papers were free to report on its effects of the country. So it gave a false impression that Spain was being particularly affected and therefore it became known as the spanish flu Hmm. um the u.s population was about 100 million at the time and the global population was 1.9 billion yeah wow that's a big chunk of people gone from a flu yeah i'm not saying the coronavirus is a good thing but (laughs) there's already enough people in the world is that what you're getting at yeah i i feel like are you saying I'm a bad person for having brain twins? Too? No. I feel like we should be limited to one pregnancy. <laughs> one pregnancy? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, you could, you could one technically. One successful pregnancy. You could technically limit it to one child. And even with twins, you can rip out one fetus and leave the other one in. Yeah, but. They have that ability, which I learned while Courtney was pregnant. But you can still like. No, maybe just want your two that you get. Get get what God gives you. Fair enough. <laughs> but only once. <laughs> but only once. And then you get a vasectomy. Yeah. Kyle and I have an agreement. It's, it's called one child and a vasectomy because he wasn't really sure if he wanted kids. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, I even cross-stitched him a little. Vasectomy? A cross-stitch thing that says one kid and a vasectomy. Oh, and it's nice. got a rattle and it's got a pair of scissors. <laughs> perfect (laughs) maybe i'll throw that up on the instagram as well maybe you'll have twins (laughs) (laughs) in that case i'll stitch another one and i'll put it above their beds and the first one will say one kid in a vasectomy and the other one will say i was the vasectomy (laughs) (laughs) um wasn't your mom a twin no who's its twin you have twin in your family that's jessica's mom's a twin oh right yeah i have triplets in my family is it close by my cousins so you might have twins <laughs> but that could be from their mom's side of the family it could also not be that's true <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> if you have triplets i feel really bad for you yeah. my new coworker has triplets they're like older now and but she's the idiotiest bittiest little thing like i have no <laughs> idea how three babies fit in her <laughs> not well <laughs> like, uh, anyway, so it's the Spanish list. But on October 19th, 1918, a Helen Roberts, a, a co-college um, student in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, died at the age 18. She had become ill and was quarantined with other sick students <laughs> <laughs> on the second floor of Voorhees Hall. Okay. And? Turning the page. <laughs> Um, in her memory, uh, oh yeah, she died. Did I tell you she became sick and then she died? Yes. Okay. I told you she died. <laughs> Wait, what? What was her name again? Uh, Helen Roberts. Not Helen. Not Helen. <laughs> I thought in Helen her- was going to make it. 
It's <laughs> true. In her memory, her parents donated her grandfather clock to Voorhees Hall. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, after she died, supposedly a bunch of the other students like started to recover. Uh, I just realized. What? You're not just talking about the flu. You're talking about ghosts. I was wondering why you're talking about Helen. <laughs> you're about to tell me she's a ghost. Yeah, Helen's a ghost. It's just brought it back around (laughs) so people magically started to get better after helen died as well oh that's nice maybe not magically like the flu only like just it ran its course yeah its course and then other people just didn't get it (laughs) (laughs) although i believe it was rampant until like the 1920s (laughs) i mean it killed a lot of people it probably takes some time um yeah so around the time that she started to or she died students started to report apparitions of a girl dressed in white that disappeared down the hall oh shit the sighting stopped for a period of time but then began again in the 60s with students hearing strange noises um the room in which she had lived in um when she was still alive there was a pounding noise that would wake the entire floor's residence um, items in the room would get moved around on their own. Girls on this floor would take all of their like pillows and their blankets and they would all go camp out in the lobby together because it was so noisy and they couldn't sleep. Like they were scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On Helen's death anniversary in the year 2000, um, a Gazette online team, so the Gazette is like the Iowa or the Cedar Rapids paper, I guess. Right. We had a gazette where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> it's in, I, I thought Cedar Rapids was in Michigan. I guess there could be more than one Cedar Rapids. Unless I got the wrong state. <laughs> but you wrote it down. So why would you get it wrong? There could be more than one. That's true. There's like 18 Springfields. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so they set up a webcam facing the grandfather clock that had been donated by her parents. Yes. At 2.43... Oh, it was claimed that Helen appeared at 2.43 a.m. or p.m. I wrote p.m., but I feel like it should be a.m. at the time of her death, but she did not actually appear. Like, it was claimed that she would on, like, every anniversary. So they put up the webcam... But then right. it never happened. So they're like, what the fuck? It could be PM. What's the difference? She could have died at 2.30 PM. I am spookier. <laughs> <laughs> but she might have died in the afternoon. She could have, but I would prefer if she died at 2.43 AM. The thing is at 2.30 PM on that day, there was a full eclipse. <laughs> so it was super spooky. Ooh, okay. There yeah. you go. <laughs> a black cat was there. Uh some other scary stuff a ghost, a ghost <laughs> she was is there. the ghost it was another ghost <laughs> there's two ghosts he was there to ask her on a date <laughs> he knew she was about to be a ghost so he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna get this chick as soon as she crosses over yeah. he's like it's really hard dating like over on the other side <laughs> <laughs> there's so many people and they're all taken <laughs> um a side note d- did you guys watch love is blind at all I don't even know what that is. Okay, so it's this really trashy Netflix show (laughs) where these people have to date without ever seeing each other and get engaged without seeing each other. It's like a game? Uh, It starts off as a game. So they, like, have dates and pods and, like, talk and talk and talk, and then they have to propose to each other. They have to? 
They don't have to. Like, like if they want to. There was 30 people in total and then like 10 went forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it follows them for like a month. And then. Post meeting. Yeah. And then they have to live together and then they get married and then they have to say yes or no at the altar. And so like some people are left behind. Some people said yes. But there's this one girl, Jessica. Uh-huh. And she has some demons. Um, <laughs> everyone hates her because she's just awful in so many ways. And she like is in love with another guy. But then she like got rejected by him. So she went back to this other guy and then she treated him like trash and stuff. But if you watch her, she blinks like one eye after the other, like one eye at a time because she's so drunk all the time. She's drunk. <laughs> yeah. She's like drunk the whole show and no one points it out. Um, um, Corey, you know, Corey, I know Corey, he, he blinks like that, but not cause he's drunk. Just in general, just in general. I'm going to start paying Corey <laughs> after your eyes. It drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't notice, <laughs> You've known him for 10 years and you never noticed. <laughs> not ever noticed. Um, so anyways, 20 students uh, volunteered to have a seance and summoned Helen. But Helen only responded to two out of their 15 questions asked. So all she ended up telling them was that she was stuck at Coe College and that she was not looking for her diary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Riveting. <laughs> So that's all the haunting stuff that has really happened, except for in 1885, so like before she was ever born. We're going to talk about that other ghost that tried to pick her up. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is how they met. <laughs> Their origin story. Well, her father, Charles. Uh oh. <laughs> Weird twist. <laughs> attended a seance of his own in their hometown of Strawberry Point. It was led by a, a well-known medium who charged everyone who went to it one dollar. That's expensive for the yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, damn. So spirits appeared during the seance and Charles grabbed one of them and discovered it was actually the medium just giving them a spook. <laughs> <laughs> so he caused the medium to be arrested for taking money under false pretenses for fraud yeah so yeah, yeah. that's it that's all i got i like it <laughs> i was gonna do two stories because i thought that one was pretty short but i thought maybe you'd done your research <laughs> you fool <laughs> you fool i don't sleep <laughs> when did we decide to do this like three days ago. I, I was surprised you wanted to do it so soon. <laughs> I, I, was just, like, I wanted to do one. Yeah. And I thought you'd want like a week for research though. So you could do it like 10 minutes at a time between feedings or something. <sighs> like reading on your phone. It'll, it'll never happen anyway. <laughs> it's just... Uh, yeah. Like Wait, I you're never going to research again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Sasquatch Ate My Baby with Kate Fothergill. And... Um, do you want to hear more stories about my kids? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing what? about the kids. Sometimes they look right past you and it feels like they're staring at a ghost. They probably are. Kids are like so much more intense. But there's a new Netflix show about babies too. I and like what's going on with their brains and stuff. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm pretty excited to see it because babies are so freaking cute. Are you going to hold the baby when we're done this? Probably for a little bit before I go. Yeah. <laughs> How long do uh, hockey games last? Because I'm trying to time it out pretty. Uh. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched a hockey game. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, silence. No, hold the silence. Um, I'll tell you a ghost story right now. Okay. When I was a child, I thought there was a ghost in my grandfather's basement, but I was just a child and then there was no real evidence. <laughs> so no one ever believed you. I never told anyone. <laughs> I just kind of assumed. Maybe my sister had told me that there was a witch in the basement. <laughs> like a witch ghost, I guess. This is what we need to do because babies do pick up on ghosts. We've already discovered that from the internet. Yeah, of course, the internet. <laughs> we believe everything we read. We could take your babies to my parents' house. Put them each on like different floors and see how they react. What if they get possessed? Cool. Free personality. They don't have to work on it. <laughs> My kids' personalities are great. <laughs> and have you seen The Exorcist? <laughs> I've actually been reading a lot and I just read um, My Best Friend's Exorcism, which is like... I should, well, yeah, you, you probably won't like it, <laughs> but Courtney might. <Okay>. <laughs> it's about these two girls in the 80s, and they're teenagers, and one of them gets possessed, like, just like the exorcism kind of thing. And so they try to have an exorcism, but then it doesn't work, so she just starts referencing pop culture things, and that expels the demon. That's a book you read? Yeah, it was really good. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. You're right. I don't think I'd be into it. <laughs> Pop culture references scares a demon. Yeah, well, well, because like it was the power of their friendship, and because they're teenagers, like they have friendships. So they're wow. like, she's like, by the power of this um, Coke can given to me by this person, I expel you. I hope. I mean, I gotta assume it's better than the way you're describing it. It is. Because <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Did they really say by the power of this Coke can? Yeah, at one point, yeah. Jesus but it's Christ. a reference back to earlier in the book. So. <laughs> and if you guys want to follow me on Goodreads. What's that? It's an app where you can put your progress of how much you've read. You guys can. What's the point? I don't know. I <laughs> 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 just started it at the beginning. So people can judge you on how little you read? I've actually been reading a lot. How little I read? How little you read, yes. So last year I had that goal for to read 24 books. Right. And get rid of all my emails. I accomplished the emails one. That's good. The, I, so I kept the book goal for this year, but I changed it to 12, and I'm on my fourth book right now. I think a book a month is fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, but my other one is to keep my car clean because I'm not buying a new car until I can keep this one clean for a whole year. Oh, wow. Unless your car dies. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's fine. My truck's going to be paid off in August. What? That's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. I've been uh, thinking, like, once I had the kids, I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll just hang out and read when they're at night. <laughs> and I was like, wait, you can't. You have to fucking feed them, and you need two hands for babies. Yeah. So it sucks. You could do, like, audio books. Yeah, I could. Yeah. Get on Audible. Because do you guys take turns feeding them? Like one of you sleeps and the other gets up? It depends on if they're both awake or not. Yeah. It's kind of hard to feed them. Because if you're doing it by yourself, it'd be nice to have. Yeah. A book. Yeah. You just kind of binge watch shows. It's It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to sugarcoat it. Because everybody seems to. They're like, oh, newborn babies are so great. It's the fucking worst. Well, I think it's partly the worst because you have two. <laughs> You'd Maybe. have a, you would have a break every now and then if you had that's, just one. That's fair. Like it, <laughs> but like, they eat 
so much. They don't sleep, especially Jordan. He only sleeps if he's being held or if you're lucky. <laughs> or if you're lucky. It sucks. Yeah. Like, people, it is not a miracle. <laughs> it is. Everyone's done it. It's real easy. I think it's called a miracle because in the olden days, you were lucky if the child or the mother survived. Survived. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't think All right. I like that. And That's I think a great that just, like, maintain. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's the miracle of childbirth because everyone lived. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But it sucks. Yeah. I'm going to be really happy when they can hold their own heads up and it'll be so much easier. Yeah. They'll do okay. Yes. All right. They will. But, Jesus Christ. What? They're so, they're so exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say Jesus Christ because my children are both half Jesus. <laughs> they're half Jesus. Because they were born on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> they each got half and together they make one full one and they'll discover their powers on their sixteenth <laughs> yes. birthday. Wonder twin powers activate. <laughs> Alright, so just because we can kill some time, I'll just ask you a question. Uh, what would you do if you had a child or children born on Christmas? How would you approach it? Are you guys trying to figure this out? Well, we've <laughs> kind of just figured that like you also have a half birthday in the summer so they can mm-hmm. have a party with their friends. And then you do birthday and then Christmas on the same day. Um, I think it depends on like how close you are with your family and your family traditions. Like I do have a friend um, and she is born on Christmas. So what she does is on Christmas Eve, she goes out with her friends and goes drinking like at whatever bar is open just for funsies. And then she does a half birthday in June. And then, but what I would do personally is I would um, just switch most of my Christmas celebrations to Christmas Eve and then keep the 25th as their birthday. It wouldn't be Christmas at all anymore. Santa comes on the 24th now. (laughs) (laughs) I've also had the thought, that's pretty good. I've had the thought to celebrate Hanukkah Mm -hmm. because I did that this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also thought that like, you just pretend that Christmas doesn't exist. <laughs> and then every person on the planet, well, every person celebrating Christmas is just celebrating their birthday. Yeah. And that's how special they are. Aww. <laughs> See all these lights? For your birthday. Aww. <laughs> you could probably convince them for the first few years. Definitely. <laughs> like Santa comes for your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty awesome. Or Judaism. Which I think is fun. What does Courtney want to do? The first thing I said. The half birthday and the... Yeah. yeah. But how fun would it be to celebrate Hanukkah? Yeah. That's true. I celebrated it, well, for several days this year because we were in the hospital. It kind of went by the wayside once the kids were born, but I had a menorah on my phone that I opened every night. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not Christian, and I celebrate a Christian holiday. So I'm not Jewish. I can celebrate a Jewish holiday. So my crazy ex's family was all weird about Christmas and decided that, well, I guess his mom decided they celebrated Hanukkah at some point too. So Also, I'm a crazy man. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think she was crazy, but I'm going to associate you with that if you just decide. <laughs> but it'd be kind of fun. Like you mix it up. You celebrate Kwanzaa yeah. one year. Do a little Hanukkah. bit of everything. Let your kids do what they want. But, like, I don't see any point of taking away their actual 
birthday and stuff no like if you decide to throw a first birthday party for them like obviously i'll spend the morning with my parents but I'll absolutely i'll come and watch them smash cake in their faces <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this is here's the best thing about having kids mm-hmm. and christmas is past mm-hmm. not, this has nothing to do with their birthday this is legitimately just christmas mm-hmm. my family's so crazy about christmas i had to go to my dad's and my mom's and i had to do all this shit mm-hmm. i'm not leaving my house anymore no, you don't I have got two to. two kids, you come to me. Yeah, the second you get kids, you don't have to do shit all. It's pretty awesome. So, um, and I will buy your kids two presents. Nice. <laughs> so. I'm one, not going to buy them anything. So. <laughs> one will this be wrapped great. in Christmas and one will be wrapped in birthday. <laughs> so four presents. You could just get one wrap that <laughs> says happy birthday and you write on one, on the Christmas one, you write Jesus after every happy <laughs> yeah. birthday. Save money on wrapping paper. <laughs> That's what you got to do when you have kids. You save money. <laughs> I don't have kids, though. Right. Yeah. When I have kids. <laughs> so happy birthday, Jesus, and happy birthday, Jordan and Lauren. <laughs> All right. Well, that, was, uh, that was fun. Have we got anything else to say? No, I think that was a good like intro back into it. Sasquatch Returns. I'm going to try. I know this is very baby heavy because it's that's my life right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I don't want that to be a thing. Nobody gives a shit about my kids. I mean, I give a shit. But the listeners don't. <laughs> I don't want that to be the, oh, Dave's talking about his kids again. Yeah, I guess. Like a comedian. You don't want them to just talk about their kids. That's fair. And I guess, I, I think our primary audience are probably single men. Yeah. In their 20s to 40s. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I was talking to you earlier about the, the kids will be able to listen to this one day. Yeah. And they're going to go from me talking major shit about never wanting to have kids and that kids are the worst to them coming into existence there's literally an episode where your mom <laughs> suggested we have a kid there you go <laughs> and then they're like is andy kate our mom <laughs> no just keep listening you'll see what happens they're, they're not just gonna go from from no kids to them they're gonna go from me hating kids mm-hmm. single to Courtney, mm-hmm. to pregnancy, to kids, yeah. and then as they age. Yes. It's going to be a documentary on my life and theirs on the internet for them to listen to when they're old. That's fair. And I think that's super cool. That is super cool. Because, like, nobody could do that in generations past. No. That's just now. I mean, unless, like, your dad was a radio host and they have it all but on If they kept it all. Tape. Yeah. <laughs> they probably, like, but even that, that's radio. Yeah. Like, we're talking about our lives and some yeah, It's like a shit. diary, almost. Yeah. The diary of Sasquatch ate my baby. And they'll know all about their Aunt Kate as well. <laughs> yeah. They're also going to know some horrific things about us. Yeah. And my drug use. Yeah. I don't, they won't know, like, a ton of horrific things about me. They'll know that I'm a bad feminist. I was in right. like a kind of emotionally abusive relationship. <laughs> but like we say horrific things sometimes. That's true. I guess mostly just me. Yeah. And, the, and they'll probably know that about me anyway. Yeah. The new generations are so soft too. They're going to be like, damn, our, our uh, older people are <laughs> yeah. crass. I've also been thinking about that. Just you think about things in these days. Like the generation just now the newest generation is pretty soft mm-hmm. but do you think because like people our age are seeing that those kids are soft now that we're going to kind of make them not soft anymore and then it'll kind of balance out again or do you think there's enough people that'll still just make them soft 
Um, I think kids are like really woke and stuff. So, but that's I, is I, that soft? They, what's the woke part, and then also soft? Like, there's a combination, I guess. Like they're sensitive, like overly sensitive about everything. Yeah, I think because they're like you know how their anxiety can is like hereditary red, uh, becomes hereditary based on trauma that the previous generations. Um, I didn't know that. Well, it can be. Like that's that, pretty cool. That's a thing. That's so fascinating. Like, it's like a biological like component of anxiety. I think they'll keep getting soft and keep getting woke. The only thing is, I think um, it's not. I'm trying to think of a way to say this. Um, remember when we were teens and like old people would say racist shit in front of us and we'd be like that's not okay <laughs> yes yeah okay <laughs> but no one would like listen to us because we were like teens and stuff yeah i'm now at that age where teens say things to me and i'm like i don't they literally don't give a shit about your fucking opinion <laughs> you're a dumbass teenager <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah um and so i just feel like it's gonna be a cycle that keeps going and going because like i'm already at the point where i'm like okay like yeah um I, I see how some people are, like, raising their kids gender neutral, but, like, I'm not going to do that, and you can't convince me. If my kid wants to change their mind later, fine, whatever. But, but like, they're not going through hormone therapy at five. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I've, I've started to develop some very um, insensitive thoughts with my anti-feminism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess so. I thought of something to tell you off air. <laughs> Okay. Well, let's end it so you don't forget about it. This, I, this is an hour. It's 59 minutes. We're going to cut a little bit out. Yeah, we'll be about 45 minutes in the end probably. No. All right. Bye, friends. <laughs>